I told myself this is an opportunity to take down a large property, 494 units in a great market like Atlanta. There aren't many companies right now that are going after assets. This is your time to shine and you're going to work as hard as you can to raise the money. And we raised $20 million in about two months or so. Hi, welcome to Ready to Scale Season 3. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. I'm a real estate investor, syndicator, and operator of multifamily properties. And in this season, we're going to focus on dialogues that drive success. Building real wealth is not a fairy tale nor rocket science, but there's so much to learn. So grab a cup of coffee and join me each week for in-depth conversations with successful real estate investors. Conversations that are designed to help you drive your wealth, investment, knowledge, and lifestyle to the next level. And of course, you can always go to my website, elliperlman.com, to read more about investing passively in multifamily. everyone and welcome to another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm your host Ellie Perlman broadcasting from Providence, Rhode Island. If you're watching this video, you probably see me here sitting with a sweater. It's August 5th. I'm recording this and it's rainy and a little bit chilly outside, but that's one of the benefits, I guess, of living on the East Coast. We don't have the same weather every day for two or three months. It keeps changing. So you probably hear it in my voice also. I'm a little bit sick. I think this changes in temperatures or kind of rough on my body. But anyways, today I want to talk to you about what happens behind the scenes of establishing Blue Lake. I want to talk a little bit about mindset and it's a bit of a different episode today one of the reasons why I thought it would be interesting is because a lot of investors feel that they want to understand and know the sponsor that they're investing with. And I want to open the hatch and open the door to you guys to learn how things are being done behind the scene. What was the thought process, the challenges that got me to where I am today? And one of the things that really motivated me and made me understand of how even I thought and how I was operating was a book that I read by Carol Dweck and it's called The Psychology of Success, Mindset, The Psychology of Success. And I highly, highly recommend you guys read it. Generally speaking, the book is talking about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. And after reading this a few years ago, I realized that Sometimes I have fixed mindset, but for the most part, I have a growth mindset and it kind of helped me understand why I was doing things, you know, in a certain way and what was my thinking process. So just, you know, really quickly, the book is talking about, you know, fixed mindset people. And these are people that believe that you can't change, that, you know, they see failures, they think that everyone is born with a certain level of intelligence and skills and then that they cannot change. They're afraid to make mistakes. They always feel that they need to prove themselves and they see failures as a setback. Now, growth mindset people are people who believe in their abilities to do something amazing. They believe that people can change and they can gain new skills and improve themselves and they see challenges, not failures. So basically growth mindset people 
they always want to learn new things. They constantly stretch themselves to learn something new and to improve themselves. And for them, failure is to not grow or to not fulfill their potential. And so that's kind of just the background, you know, kind of the difference between growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Now, I think many of you know my background, but I was born in Israel to a pretty, you know, poor family and lack of money was one of the main things that I felt growing up. And so, you know, I openly talk about my past. I'm very proud of my past and I'm proud of my parents for raising me and giving me the right tools, the belief in myself and the encouragements that I needed, not necessarily money. And so, you know, as a little kid, I used to, when I was 10 or 11, I used to clean synagogues for, you know, to help my parents make a few more bucks. And so that childhood was challenging, but I remember as a little girl thinking, I need to create a life that is going to be so much better than this life. I want to be in a place where money is not an issue. And that was the first time that I actually started to develop a growth mindset. A different view would be to say, I've been ridiculed you know, by my friends. They openly call me poor and make fun of me. You know, I'm really poor. Why, why me? That would be a fixed mindset seeing myself as a victim, but I, I refuse to see it, you know, myself as a victim. And that line of thinking that this is a challenge and I need to find a better way to grow myself and to be better and to create better circumstances, that exact mindset is how I went from zero to growing and building an eight-figure real estate business. And so reflecting back on my past, whenever people said I couldn't do something, it actually motivated me to show mainly to myself that I actually can do it. It was like a challenge. So for instance, my dream as an 18-year-old woman, girl, was to become a lawyer back in Israel. And to be a lawyer, to be accepted to law school, you need to have a very, very high score in an equivalent of the American SATs. And I took the test multiple times, couldn't get the perfect score. And the guy who used to be my husband at that time held the, you know, when we got the letter with the results, that was the last test. And I didn't have any more time to redo the test. I was so afraid to open it. And I said, listen, I can't open it. I'm too scared. Can you open it and tell me what's the number you see there? And he looked at it at the piece of paper and looked at me and basically said, you're never going to be a lawyer. And that statement really motivated me to become a lawyer. So not only I became one, but I got scholarship and I graduated with excellence within four years with two degrees, bachelor and master's in law. And so that was one example of a challenge. I was not the smartest person in my class, but I was the most motivated one in my class. And so I was able to get in. That was part of the growth mindset. Instead of seeing it as a setback, I saw it as a challenge and I still managed to get in. And I kept pushing hard, you know, to do whatever I could to get in. Another example was getting into MIT. I was working with a company to help me craft my story and write my essays but basically they said, you know, I told them that MIT was my dream school and they said, yeah, that's going to be a stretch because, you know, 
numerous reasons. And that just motivated me to get accepted. So not only I got accepted, but I got accepted with a scholarship. And so I'm not, you know, trying to flaunt my successes, but just to say that growth mindset really helped me achieve things that seem to be really hard to achieve. Same with growing my company, building a company here in the US. Other people told me, you know, not to do it. I will fail. There's no way I can succeed. And yet, you know, here I am. And so that kind of mindset is the thing that is part of my daily routine when I'm looking at deals, when I'm operating deals, when we're encountering issues. So that's always the thing that is guiding me when I'm making decisions. So before I started Blue Lake Capital, I didn't have a lot of money. I had slightly over $10,000 in my bank account. That was it. I didn't have any savings. In fact, I had a huge student loan from going to MIT and not working for two years. And so I was really at a crossroad and I had a choice at that point, whether to get another, another job and slowly pay my student loan or to jump into real estate in the investment capacity. And I spent almost everything that I had in my account. I think I left, I had maybe $200 left after I wired someone the whole amount to get education. I bought education with that money. So I bet on myself. And so a growth mindset was basically helping me to see the money that I had as an opportunity to purchase education because I knew that that was the way out, that that was the way for me to succeed. And a fixed mindset would say, that's all the money you have in the world. You should keep it and not much is coming. So you should find a job or you should do something to secure those $10,000. So that's, that's how a growth mindset helped me start Blue Lake. I took a risk. It was uncomfortable. It was a little bit scary, but I knew that by using that money, I had to bet on myself and I had to get the right education in order to change my reality. The first deal that I was chasing in multifamily after I started Blue Lake, it was six or seven months after I started it, I was basically competing with someone that was very experienced and I lost a deal to that company because they were more experienced than me, obviously. And so they reached out to me and asked, you know, after they were awarded the deal, they reached out to me and asked to, you know, ask me if I wanted to join, you know, join forces and bring some value to the partnership and get a smaller piece than I originally wanted if I had taken the whole deal down. But that was another crossroad. And so a fixed mindset would have said, you know, would have put a lot of emphasis on the ego saying that was supposed to be my deal. I was so close to get it. It was supposed to be my first deal. I'm going to do things on my own. I don't want to share the deal with anyone else. I can do it on my own. But the other mindset was basically guiding me and the growth mindset basically said, you should take that opportunity. You don't know what's going to happen and it's better than nothing. It's not what I've wanted exactly, which is very hard for top A personalities, not to walk the path that they've carefully paid for themselves and again, I took the chance and it turned out to be a great, you know, deal. 
And so that's another example of how using a growth mindset helped me build the business. Another example was one of the assets we've purchased. When we bought it, when we signed the contract, occupancy was very high, 98%. And then two months, three months later, when we were ready to close, about a week before closing date, we realized that the seller wasn't able to keep occupancy high and it was actually in the low 80s. So I was again in a crossroad. A fixed mindset would say, you know, this is not right. It's not the property I wanted. Let's take the seller to court or let's drop the contract. But a growth mindset said, this is still a good deal. The asset is good. Location is good. There's still a lot of meat on the bone. I could see and feel you know, the business plan come into life in front of me. And so I took the chance and I said, I'm going to still move forward, even though cash flow is down now and I'm going to make it to investors and I'm going to make this a great deal. And that's what happened. And, you know, at some point we exited at 25% IRR to investors and we were paying them 11% cash on cash during the last year of the hold period. And so that's another example how growth mindset helped me make the right decision Obviously, it could have, you know, taken the turn to the worst and maybe the deal wouldn't have worked, but it doesn't really matter because the same growth positive mindset would make you make the right choices. And even if every once in a while, it's not going to turn out to be the right thing over and over, you're going to make more good decisions and you're going to see more growth. And you're just going to improve yourself as a person. Another example of how I used my growth mindset to grow my business is the deal that we purchased Element 41 in 2020. So when we purchased it, it was, if I can remember correctly, around June. June or July, we were awarded the deal. It was pretty early in COVID times. I wasn't sure if investors would invest. If they were not scared enough to invest in multifamily, it wasn't like it is today, obviously, where everyone is flocking to multifamily and everyone wants to invest in it. Investors were a bit shy and they wanted to wait and see what happens. And so I took the risk. I told myself, this is an opportunity to take down a large property, 494 units in a great market like Atlanta, there aren't many companies right now that are going after assets. This is your time to shine and you're going to work as hard as you can to raise the money. And we raised $20 million in about two months or so. So again, the growth mindset said, this is a challenge. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy, but you can do it. And that's what we've done. And the property is great. The last example is another property we purchased and we had less then 45 days to raise $25 million, not only we were able to do it, but we were overfunded. And so again, a fixed mindset would say, this time frame is too short, $25 million in 40 or 30 days, that's insane. And it was challenging. I'm not going to lie. Success is not easy. It's not like I, you know, clap my hands or you know, blink and it happens. Obviously there's my team is working on it and my partners are working on it, but we were able to do it. So these are just a few examples and important examples of, you know, what's happening behind the scenes and how I'm using my growth mindset to help me build Blue Lake Capital. 
And now the next, you know, I, I already see the next step, the next challenge, the next hurdle I need to pass in order to take my company to the next level. So I know it wasn't exactly real estate investing, you know, pure real estate investing discussion or conversation, but I wanted to give you a little bit of a, a taste of how I operate and how I think and how I take risks as a sponsor. And I think it's really important for passive investors before you invest with anyone, understanding how the sponsor thinks and operates is extremely important because that mindset is what's going to make or break a deal when things get hard. Because when things are great, when there's cash flow, when the market is prospering, it doesn't really matter. You need to be very creative to ruin a deal. But when things get hard, this is when it's extremely important to understand whether your sponsor has a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, whether they're going to see it as a failure, as a negative thing that they need to just go around, or whether they're going to tackle it right on, look at the challenge in the eyes and say, I got this, I can do it. This is the type of sponsor you want by your side. So that's it for today, guys. I hope that that helped you maybe get to know me a little bit better and also give you something else to think about when you're talking to sponsors and trying to figure out who you want to invest with. That's it for today, guys. Be bold, be great, keep pushing forward, and I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.